Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Friday, November 12, 2021. Hope your week has gone great and you're ready to pop bottles tonight. I'll be at the Laughing Skull Lounge in Midtown Atlanta tonight and tomorrow. So that's three opportunities. And you know what, actually, tonight, three opportunities to <laughs> hear me do some more of this dumb shit. It's not true, bro. It's not dumb. It's uh, it's cool enough. That's what it is. Tonight, though, Friday, I am going to be hosting the Best of Atlanta Comedy Showcase. So it'll be a good time. Uh, a lineup of like 8 to 10 comics doing 8 to 10 minutes. And I will be there the whole night hosting and having a great time. So come down and say hello. The tickets usually, they go fast. And I always feel like when people say that, because I'm a cynical asshole, that they're trying to say... Uh, you know, you're going to be left, you're going to be left out. And I don't want you to be, well, you don't want to feel like you're left out. Right. And you're not as cool as everybody else. Uh, and they're also BSing. Like there are plenty of tickets available, but not at the Laughing Skull Lounge. There are only 74 seats in that place. So, uh, I'm just telling you tickets go quickly. I'm not saying better hurry. Our shows are going to sell out. It's like, you know, water finds its own level. If, if we get there, we get there. If not, not, we don't. It's like Friday and Saturday also. The Drive-By Truckers, one of my favorite bands, uh, are playing at the Variety Playhouse in Little Five Points. I'm sure tickets are going fast. I don't have one. I'm holding out for my connection to get me tickets. And if he doesn't, then I'll, you know, if I, if I get in Saturday night, I get in. If not, I don't. But I'm not trying to, you know, go, hey, you better hurry, listen to this podcast pretty quickly because I'm going to stop talking in just a minute. Like, you know, let's not, let's not, aren't we as the consuming public coerced enough by industry? I don't need to, <laughs> I don't need to, to further, hey, make sure you get those tickets for the laughing skull because they're going fast. But they sell out, they're only 74 seats and it's a you know major metropolitan area. So come down to laughing skull tonight. Or come down Saturday, but I will on this Friday night, tonight, I will be there all night long, and it's a good time, and uh, I'll tell you what, I don't know what was in the water last night, or Wednesday night at the Laughing Skull, but I hosted the open mic there, and the crowd was bananas, it was like, it was like Roadhouse, dude, <laughs> it reminded me of Lightning Round, or You've heard me talk about the, the show, the show, the, the open mic that I used to run at a college pizza bar called Rocky Mountain Pizza uh, a few years ago, a few years ago now, maybe like four years ago. Anyway, at Rocky Mountain Pizza, we called it Pizza Mike, and the shows would happen in the fall around the Philadelphia Eagles games because it was an Eagles bar. And so when we did the mic after, so we tried to let those maniac Eagles fans have a little time to cool off after the game. So if the game ended at four o'clock, we'd start the mic at like five or six and go for a couple hours. But, you know, Eagles fans being Eagles fans, they don't, they don't attend or abide by any rules of civilization. They're, they're monsters. And so there would always be, uh, it was really fun. And the comics who did it uh, 
deserve a badge for doing that. But you could get attacked on stage by an Eagles fan. You know, they yell back, they throw shit. And it's all just because they're miserable people who support a dead, also-ran franchise like the Philadelphia Eagles, which, by the way, only won its only Super Bowl in its uh, history when there was Pizza Mike at at uh, Rocky Mountain Pizza. So even though I shit on Philadelphia as being, I'm actually fond of it, but, you know, if, if they're in the room disrupting a show, I, I will pull out all the anti-Philadelphia stuff uh, that, I, that I can think of and without clipping anything from Bill Burr's famous rant. Um, like, you know, how, how bad of a fucking city do you have to be, Philadelphia, that uh, Alexander Hamilton, I think, and a couple other people conned the U.S. Capitol away from you because you guys are such jerk-offs and stuck it in a swamp in Washington, D.C. You go from Philadelphia, like a metropolitan, a major industrial city on a a robust seaport, and then you (laughs) you allow smarter people than you to take the nation's capital and put it in one of the worst climates of all time, Washington, D.C., Anyway, I, I, I'm actually fond of, Sid, of Philadelphia, but uh, like I said, I, if I, so here's the thing, if I needed to shit on it, I could, but those shows were always wild, and you know, a lot of comics, Brian and I, I told you, Brian King and I, we would really be excited when people would come in, look around, and say, no way, I'm not going to do five minutes of comedy on this show. <laughs> It's like performing a bit in a halfway house. Not all the way in a penitentiary, but, you know, you've seen Eagles fans and you've seen them after games. And the funny thing about Eagles fans being drunks or just drunks in general supporting any team is you can't tell if they, they, if they won or lost because they're still miserable people. <laughs> anyway, it was really fun, and we eventually corralled the Eagles fans into being part of something, but last night, or Wednesday night, at the Laughing Skull Lounge, and also, so so I had, like I said, I, I know I'm jumping around, so I used to do Pizza Mike, now I do Limerick Comedy on Tuesday nights, as you know, and as part of Limerick Comedy, starting at about 10.45, 11, we do Lightning Round, which is an open mic, a two-minute open mic, where it's pretty loose, the comics are well-oiled and they get up and talk a little shit and have a good time and it is it can be kind of wild it can not wild like like pizza mike but it's a little bit of anything goes and actually when i took over limerick a couple years ago there was a streak of it was very weird i actually had the thought that limerick became very it became a very psychologically safe space right so people would come out Trans comics would do bits. Rednecks would feel comfortable being there. Hood comics, all sorts of comics. It became like a really safe space. Uh, But initially, it became physically unsafe. So it was psychologically safe. Everybody welcome. But a couple years ago, Limerick was... I was getting attacked. I mean, I was talking a lot of shit. I must have been... You know what it must have been? It must have been like my wife and I were trying to have a baby, make a child. I don't know. I was... I used to be a little more, or I was like, this is how Tom Russell ran Limerick, so I need to antagonize the audience members. 
I don't really think it was those things at all, my our pregnancy challenges or Tom Russell's model. I think it was just I uh, the show was not good. <laughs> so I had to, uh, anyway, I had to inject a little venom into it to wake it up, I suppose. And, and when I say it wasn't good, I'm not talking about anybody who did it before me. I'm talking about when I took it over. I didn't have a good show. So I probably was a little more inclined to mix it up with audience members. You know, some guy walks by the stage and, you know, charges his phone there. And then, uh, you know, I roast him. And then, you know, 15 minutes later, he's half taking a swing at me and then waiting outside after the show saying he was going to stab me. And one night there was like a group of Russians there and I was able to roast them for their, you know, terrific, for, you know what, for being at the... And this is saying something in this world, but Russians historically are very good at domestic violence. And that's what I was telling them. And I mean good, like uh, above average in its proliferation. And that is saying something. And I'm not saying the United States is better because uh, we have a lot of domestic violence and nobody talks about it. We don't. That's weird. Anyway, so I would roast them and, uh, you know, they would attack me on stage. But now, now Limerick, and this is not exactly a way to sell Limerick, but now Limerick is a nice contained. It's not, it's not uh, without event, but it's a little more contained. But Lightning Round can be pretty loose, and, and I love that younger, newer comics get up there and just say all sorts of wild shit and have a really good time. And Wednesday night at the Laughing Skull Lounge had elements of Pizza Mike and Lightning Round, and... And what? And it wasn't like amphetamines, but it was, it was, you know what it was? It was like brown liquor. That's what it was like. And you can do brown liquor anywhere across the socioeconomic status. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter where you drink. It had a brown liquor vibe to it. That's what it was. It was, it was like a brown liquor vibe to the open mic where it sold out. And if you really, if you want to come hang out, if you want to come out and see me talk some shit, you'll see those clips that I post on TikTok give you a vibe of uh, what those open mics are like at the Laughing Skull Lounge. Check out my TikTok. Yes, Joe Smith. Follow, like, share. Come on, help me. Don't write a review. Whatever you do. I, I've given up. There's only one person that writes reviews for this program, and you all are second best. But at least you're tied for a second. Those TikTok clips give an idea of what what the open mic at the Laughing Skull is like. I'm there every Wednesday from 8 until 10. But la la that last one on Wednesday night had like a real, like I said, a brown liquor vibe to it. It sold out. Right off the bat, I come out with energy, hit them up top, let's go. They're mouthy right off the, right out of the gate. The crowd's talking back to me. Talking back to the point where it's like, I'm trying to get the first few words out of my mouth, and they're charging back with what the fuck they want to say. I'm like, these people, <laughs> these people have been cooped up, or they had a long day, and they're ready to let loose, which is not for everybody, and you know, we don't want to have a, we don't want truly to be like Roadhouse in there, but it's, it was really fun, and by the way, Here's why you should come to Laughing Skull Lounge. I know I always try to sell you, I'm trying to tell you, not sell you on Limerick. 
But the Wednesday nights that I do at the Laughing Skull Lounge, now we have a bit of a rhythm. Michael Manzak runs the show, does a great job running the show. I host. And you know who works the door and then comes out and closes the mic every Wednesday? It's Nikki All Caps Murphy. So it's we're having so we're having Nick and I, one of my closest friends, like I've said, in comedy <laughs> and outside. So we have a nice little thing going, uh, where by the time Nick is done doing his job on the door and getting people in the club, you know we're halfway through the show and ready for anyway. So Nick closes out. So come down. You can see me and Nick Murphy on Wednesday nights at the Laughing Skull. But this crowd on Wednesday, they were brown liquor hot right off the bat yapping i like the first word i got out of my mouth and people are like clapping back at me like okay it's on and so right up top the show's running late because there are so many hooligans in the club we couldn't get them all sat so normally or seated depending on how you say that because you want to what you want to do is when you start a show if there are people filling in you want to let them get a drink and sit down and that process just took a little while on Wednesday. So you don't want a line of people snaking halfway through the club while you're trying to start a show because they're talking, they're getting drinks. It's a big racket. The people are distracted. And then I end up, you know, running my mouth and talking shit about it, and it doesn't go to a good place. So what we did, because Michael is a good showrunner, is he waited, you know, to let the show start to make for a better show, right? So he lets people get their drinks, lets people sit down and it's like all right we got to go now normally we start at like 805 wednesday night it was probably like close to 820 when we started so everybody is just about sat there it's we're starting late so you know i don't want to do too much time because we don't want to go over we have a really nice relationship with the the vortex and and so on and so forth so i didn't want to do a bunch of time and dick around so i just went out like with a mission like Bam, 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 bam. And was working with them. We were we connected right away, even though they were talking shit back to me. So at one point, and I only did like, you know, six minutes up top. It was very brief, including the club's business. <laughs> very good at doing the business. Club's business in comedy terms is like the bathrooms are over here. Make sure you do it. And all I say is just uh, the comics are going to do four minutes. But the crowd's so yappy right up top. <clears throat> They're with me laughing that I have to tell them gently like, hey, I appreciate y'all's support. Uh, a lot of these comics have not done stand-up before and they're going to be coming out and they might be a little nervous. So please don't, you know, I don't, I don't go down low to them. Like, don't fucking talk to them. You can talk to me. That's what I, t I always tell them. When I come out, you can talk shit back to me. And maybe we'll get a TikTok video out of it. And I bet we got a few out of it on Wednesday night. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I, right when I said, feel free, you can, you can talk to me. All right. I'm, I'm trying to channel their lack of class. <laughs> their hooliganism toward me. I want them to aim all of it at me and not the performers. Because I want the performers to have the best experience they can because that'll make the best performance that'll make the best experience for the audience but i tell them yeah all right you're welcome to talk shit to me when i come out and as soon as i said that a woman in the front row goes fuck you 
We're like three minutes into the show. And she said, fuck you. And so I just looked back and I was like, fuck you. And it was, it was like I said, it had a pizza mic vibe to it. And I know I'm the common denominator here. But man, was it loose last night. These people were nuts. and uh, But they were great. It was a really, really good, fun crowd. Where, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm sure there will be some TikTok TikTok clips that I will post, uh, but yeah, you should you should come. To, I, I'm not gonna tell you everything that happened, but uh, that it was lunacy. It was lunacy. Some really st- strange comics doing some weird shit, and uh, you know, <laughs> crowd. One guy kept yelling, "This isn't the Apollo," and uh, I think he was a black. It was a black guy yelling that because you know, white people were not all that well versed in the in the Apollo experience. But, uh, you know, one guy almost got, like, booed off stage, which was great. Another guy said some some wild stuff to put him in the ditch, and he never really got out of it. Uh, so, it was, And then other people killed, like, good comics killed, comics I'd never seen killed. So it was, it was really fun. And you should come check that out. That's what you should do. Come down Wednesday nights. I'll be hosting at Laughing Skull, and Nick Murphy's closing it out, so... Pretty strong bookends, if if I do say so, my damn self. But man, were they just rambunctious. And all the way through the end, afterward, like, yeah, you want to do a shot? Let's take a picture and all this stuff. And I'm like, just follow me on everything, okay? That's that's what we want. And y'all have been drinking a lot more than I have, so. Yeah, so it was really fun. Anyway, I'll be hosting tonight, Friday night. Your friend Aaron Rodgers, uh, I just have to pass on. Apparently, <clears throat> the Green Bay Packers science-denying quarterback. What an interesting, <laughs> what an interesting paradox that is. You're in the NFL, where I'm sure you have access to the most advanced sports science, but you don't believe in a vaccine. Anyway, I'm not going to spend too much time, waste too much time talking about Aaron Rodgers. But I read. But because I do, you know, like you, where you like take a bite of ice cream and you're like, oh, that's enough. And then you're like, oh, I like a little more ice cream. You know, you get that like when you like, you, you, you start hating on something. You're like, oh, yeah, so-and-so stepped on his dick publicly. Let's go see what someone else says. And it's like, ah, 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 and you can't get enough of it. I just, I, I, you know, I think it was earlier in the week, maybe over the weekend, I, I did some Google search for Aaron Rodgers, who just to reset is a quarterback who makes, you know, eight figures a year for, uh, you know, and playing football, right? That's what he does. He throws a football. That's He's not a renaissance man. He throws a fucking football, and beyond that, he's a dope who sells insurance. That's all you should know about him. That's all, that's all you really need to know about him. Uh, he's an insurance salesman, but he lied to his teammates he lied to and he, he, fuck him okay well we got that what he did was he got coronavirus lol and you know what he wasn't able to play football the catch is the nfl apparently had required all of its players to be vaccinated and he would pretend like he was vaccinated telling people that he was immunized and then when he got coronavirus people were like is that a breakthrough case and he's like no i was taking fucking you know mom's home remedy or some bullshit 
and lying about it, lying to his teammates, lying to the league, lying to his employers, all the things that would get you and me fired from our jobs in a nanosecond, he gets a 20-minute platform apparently earlier this week to talk about how he's right and blame the media for not asking him more questions about it. And he's just such a jerk-off. It's, it's endless. And I'm not going to stay with it other than to let you know there is a, an opinion columnist who writes for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette named Tony Norman who wrote a, going back to the, mm, I can't get enough of this, that, what am I looking for? Uh, just another dopamine hit of what a jerk-off Aaron Rodgers is. Here's Tony Norman to mainline it into me like, oh, Tony, keep going. Thank you. Tell me what a jerk off. He lied. You're right. And and apparently he, Tony Norman's telling me that Aaron Rodgers had like a 20 minute mea, not even mea culpa because he didn't fall on his sword and own it. A 20 minute. God damn. Just imagine, like I said, if it were Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick's like, well, it's about police brutality, historical. Fuck you. <coughs> Aaron Rodgers, <coughs> excuse me, I'm a little, little pitchy on that. Fuck you. <coughs> now I've lost my voice. Aaron Rodgers, though, uh, acts like a buffoon for no. Colin Kaepernick was trying to do right for the greatest number of people. Aaron Rodgers was the opposite. He was trying to do the most for one single person only, potentially at the expense of other people. Colin Kaepernick was saying, no, this is not a... Colin Kaepernick was courageous. Aaron Rodgers was cowardly, right? MAGA man, if you're listening, these are just fucking facts, dude. We fuck up. Anyway, MAGA man probably is thrilled about Aaron Rodgers because... Aaron Rodgers gets a 20-minute platform, according to Tony Norman's Pittsburgh paper uh, column, to just talk about what happened, why he did it. And the quotes from Tony Norman's column are just laughable. Aaron Rodgers said things like, you guys know me, I marched to the beat of my own drum. What a fucking clownish thing to say for a man who sells insurance. That's the opposite. You, 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 you play for the White Bay Packers in the most authoritarian nonprofit the NFL is, system, and you sell insurance, dude. You march to the beat of the man's, and you're well compensated for it, and I'm glad you got your money. I mean, I'm not hating on your money. But to say you march to the beat of your own drummer, dude, you do the opposite of that. You know who marched to the beat of their own drummer? Some guy who's playing in the Canadian Football League. Ice fishing on Monday, taking snaps on Tuesday. You are a goof. Anyway, Rogers says that he marches to the beat of his own drum. <laughs> you couldn't be more institutionalized, you fuckwit. I swear, and, and, and also, you auditioned to be the host of Jeopardy. Like, how much more mainstream do you want to be? How much more beloved uh, by none, but uh, looked up to by millions? How much more generic do you want to be? You play football for the fucking Green Bay Packers. You couldn't, you couldn't march to the beat, less to the beat of your own drum. 
Your acolytes put cheese on their fucking heads, you dope. All right. It's it's become personal now, but it's it's it 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 has. <laughs> it's it's the idea of Aaron Rodgers. It just kills me. Just say I'm a fucking dummy, and uh, I. That's what I would like. Just say I'm a dummy who spent too much time online, and uh, now I say crazy shit like uh, referring to my struggle to not get vaccinated with Martin Luther King, and freedom marchers, and and people who were beaten, attacked with dogs, hosed down. That's what he's conveying and, and portraying himself as. It's just, of course, that's, that's offensive. It's offensive to, to ideas. It's offensive to reality. That's, that's why I, I fucking am uh, wrapped around the axle about Aaron Rodgers. So he says all this wild shit about comparing some, himself to MLK. Which only a black man like Tony Norman calls out as horseshit, right? Everyone else, ESPN, the machine, and who blows Aaron Rodgers relentlessly, they're not going to say anything. Oh, this was weird with Aaron Rodgers. He marched to the beat of his own drum. Because you dummies who work for ABC, who work for Disney, I'm saying get your money. I'm not knocking your money. I'm not knocking that. But the idea that you are free thinkers is fucking preposterous. Disney and the NFL own the whole goddamn NFL game. From ESPN to the Green Bay Packers, stop it. Stop it. Nobody thinks that you're independent thinkers. You are the system. You are the establishment. And you just tell people what they want to hear. And it's an echo chamber. Aaron Rodgers says he marks to the beat of his own drum. And you say, oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers, he's a wild card. He's a, he's a dummy is what he is. And I don't blame him for that. But don't treat him. And Aaron, don't pretend like you're not a fucking dummy. <laughs> Take it from a guy who has done. I'm not a dummy. But I have dumb tendencies. But I'm smart enough to never compare myself to Martin Luther King, you fucking idiot. That makes you dumb, by definition. If any man, let alone a white man, let alone a white millionaire, who lives in Wisconsin, who dates movie stars, ever compares himself to Martin Luther King, he's a fucking dummy. That's it. I mean, that's that's dictionary definition of dummy. <sighs> okay. The thing that caught me, though, is apparently Aaron Rodgers is, you know, like all these other lunatics who, who you know, spend too much time online, frankly. And again, that is, again, at the system. This is what the system wants to divide us. You're not dividing me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not, fuck Aaron Rodgers, of course, but I'm united. I am the United States of America. I am red, white, and blue. I just, I, I, I am not delusional about what it is. So you can't put me left, right, oh, you're this or that. I'm right here. I'm right here. Love it or leave it. Suck my dick. I'm USA. So Aaron Rodgers at one point in this spiel that he just has where he's talking about the horse shit that he does to try to, uh, I don't know what, he, to try to justify, I guess, his, his, uh, his ignorance. Two things additionally stand out. I mean, and, and there's nothing more grating than him comparing himself to Martin Luther King. But he said that, uh, you know, over the summer he did a lot of research. <laughs> what makes, dude, being online is not research. I know. 
I went to graduate school. I know what research is. Being online and looking for just gibberish that QAnon spews to you is not research. It's not. And I don't believe that you went into the medical journals. And I don't believe you spent hours perusing peer-reviewed, scientifically robust information. I don't think you fucking know how to do research. So to say you just did research, dude, Alex Jones does not count as a primary source, okay? (laughs) Not even a secondary source. He's like an outer space source. And again, I'm not talking about people who listen to Alex Jones and this fucking lunacy out there because you don't know any better and you're going to be fooled. I'm not mad at that. I think Alex Jones has blood on his hands, but I'm not mad at the fucking people he dupes. But Aaron Rodgers should fucking know better because he is the system. He is the establishment. And you make too much money to not be better informed, you fucking dummy. So he says he did a lot of research, which is laughable. The other thing that he said is he believes greatly. And it's all these like, as Tony Norman says, these things that are like, you know, veering in the neighborhood of right-wing conspiracy bullshit. He says he believes in bodily autonomy. I mean, where do you where do you go? But but I bet you're you're pro-life, right? Bodily autonomy. I think I'm the most I, th- I think, you know what, maybe this is why 65% of this audience that listens to this program, 60 to 65% of the Getting My Act Together podcast audience is, identifies as, <laughs> is relayed to me as female, is because I am the most, you know what I am? I am the pr- most pro-life male you will meet in your life. I am. Does it have anything to do with women? Not a whole lot, to be honest with you, ladies. And, and I, mean, I, I, I mean, it does because I want you to have control over your own outcomes. <laughs> Wasn't that nice of me? <laughs> Thank you, sir, for uh, walking up out of the basement stairs and giving us uh, what should be a no-fucking-brainer right. What I mean by that is, yes, it's about women, but it's about anybody being told what to do with their fucking bodies. Women, <laughs> what a shocker are the population that is discriminated against in this regard. Discriminated against? Absolutely. Because the policies only affect one part of the population. They don't affect me at all. I mean, they do indirectly, but it's discriminatory, the uh, the reproductive res- restrictions in this country. Whoo! I'm on one. I'm just, t- I'm just, I'm just fucking talking a little bit of shit that is... 100% true, <laughs> right? You can't do this stuff in a hosting set, by the way, because the crowd's throwing tomatoes at you. Though last night, I pro- or Wednesday night, I probably could have just been like, here's some crazy shit, and they've been like, woo! Aaron Rodgers says he believes in bodily autonomy. Anybody, what is the correlation between people who say they believe in bodily autonomy, and that's why they don't want to get vaccinated, and also they prefer a restriction of women's reproductive rights? I bet it's a pretty strong fucking correlation, you hypocrites. So Aaron Rodgers, be a man. Be a person of principle like Kyrie Irving, who might not fucking believe in dinosaurs, 
who might fucking think the world is flat, but at least is honest and of character and says, I'm not getting the shot. It's bullshit. I'm not going to play basketball. That's character. You're doing this duplicitous, I believe in this and march to the beat of my own drummer, but no, Kyrie Irving marches to the beat of his own drummer. You lie. That's what you do. And then pretend like it isn't what it is. That's the opposite of marching to the beat of your own drummer. That's the opposite of Kaepernick. That's the opposite of King. That's the opposite of Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is a basketball player I know so little about, but I know that he's not, or wasn't for a while, playing in the NBA because he said, no, I'm not going to get vaccinated. Okay, make fun of him. Say whatever you want about him. But he's telling you, he's saying, this is what I believe in, and this this is what I stand in my truth. Aaron Rodgers did the fucking opposite. But to speak of bodily autonomy, I know anybody listening to this program is like, dude, why do you care about this guy? I don't care about this guy. But what I find in him and what you, you have sensed in my obsession recently is he embodies, he embodies so much of the American hypocrisy that truly almost gives me an erection. It doesn't. And why am I so obsessed with the American hypocrisy? That is something that I've yet to work out. But I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to get my act together and work it out. So thank you for uh, indulging this, this rant today about Aaron Rodgers. And uh, you know what? I should really do it. Uh, so I'm going, I, I will do it. That's what I'll do. I, I want to let you know, as we sort of conclude each one of these podcasts, that uh, my favorite listener has once again uh, responded to the call, not responded, my favorite listener of the podcast has taken it upon himself to help advance the mission of the podcast, which is to attack and undermine, hopefully with some humor, not just a lunatic rant like today, the hypocrisy of the United States of America, right? It's hypocritical that we call ourselves united and we shit on Florida. That's hypocritical. It's also self-righteous, but that's a story for a different day. And also, I think it's a uh, probably recurred on past podcasts, my discussion of how I despise people making fun of Florida. If you make fun of Florida, make fun of yourself, okay? Idaho, Montana, New York. In New York, your subway system flooded when a hurricane hit Texas. Be better, okay? <laughs> um, but this man takes it upon himself each and every week to leave a review of the podcast, which I'm so grateful for. And you know what he does? He leaves a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts, which apparently is the coin of the realm. Nobody else leaves reviews. I mean, there are other reviews on there, but nobody else leaves reviews. And for those people who don't leave reviews, you know, I hope you enjoy listening and uh, taking from me. Without doing anything, this is not, I'm not asking for money. I mean, I I would love money if you want to Venmo me that at Yes Joe Smith. But everyone else who doesn't listen to a podcast, doesn't leave a review, is different than this man whose name is 15 underscore versus underscore 15. Each week he leaves a review. 
I hopefully can find it and get to it in time before he deletes it and then later on circles back and leaves another review. And his latest review says this and this only. The title, Dedicated Podcast. He says, the host of the podcast is so dedicated that he... Wait, the host of the podcast is so dedicated that that he recorded an episode driving from a comedy. That's right. I did 15 underscore, and I know you mean a comedy show. I'm not... If you write into the show, email me, yesjoesmith at gmail, leave a review. I am not that nit, that anal retentive person who's going to critique your typos and syntax and all that stuff in online communication because that is a, a lesser man's endeavor. So I think, he, I think I know what he means. He means I am so dedicated that he recorded an episode driving from a comedy. That's right. That was the last Friday night one, uh, No Sleep Till Ackworth, or Ackworth on my mind. I was driving home from a great show. I had a, had a really fun time up there. Go check out the Broken Anchor Winery in Ackworth, Georgia, and tell them that I sent you. I was on the show, and Powell Mansfield, who is a gay performer, uh, was going first and was talking about being gay to a p- group of people that I probably supposed were not like, oh, great, we have a gay performer. Um, and I saw a man, almost as soon as Powell started talking about being gay, I saw a man lift up a piece of paper in his hand. And I totally thought he was saying, like, check, please, or here's, like, we got to get the fuck out of here. That's how judgmental I was. I was projecting this man... I was being so judgmental, I projected this man had enough of the gay agenda and had to get the fuck out of there right away. But it turns out, <laughs> that's how they order drinks. <laughs> <Just> how, <laughs> so, uh, my bad. So, I thought he was saying, I need to get the hell out of here and get back to uh, Racist Mountain or wherever. But really, he was just saying, no, I'm enjoying Powell and I'm going to settle in. Could you please bring me some more booze? Because the Broken Anchor, Anchor Winery is so forward thinking they have people order drinks just with a piece of paper so there's not a lot of talking at the table because they don't want to disrupt the comedy show because they're not a bunch of hooligans (laughs) like the crowd that you would see at pizza mike sometimes at lightning round and certainly in the laughing skull on wednesday night so it was in that in that uh that's what 15 underscore versus underscore is talking about here is me driving home from that show in Ackworth and talking about what a great time I had. So that's what he says. He says, the host of the podcast is so dedicated that he recorded an episode driving from a comedy. Based on that, you have to listen to four and a half episodes. See what I mean? That, this, this is who listens to this podcast. Women and 15 underscore versus underscore 15. Free thinkers. Women who probably have heard, oh, Joe this, Joe that, and they're like, you know what? I'm going to make up my own mind because I'm a free thinker. 15 underscore is like, don't listen to a whole podcast. Listen to four and a half. You know what? That is iconoclasm. That is breaking the mold and being a free thinker. It's marching to the beat of your own drum. It's not selling insurance and playing football for the Green Bay fucking Packers, dude. Nobody cares about the Packers. Only people in Green Bay 
And then, you know, you see them when Green Bay comes to town, they're everywhere. I, I get it. The fans are very supportive. But women who listen to this podcast and 15 underscore versus blah, blah, blah. Sorry, that was disrespectful. 15 underscore versus underscore 15. I put some respect on his name. You all march to the beat of your own drum. Because I hear women who don't understand me try to slag me off as this or that. And, you know, there are women, and the women that listen to podcasts are like, yeah, well, he might be a jerk off, but there's some. Anyway, you get it. This man is saying, Listen to four and a half episodes. Do yourself, treat yourself. Based on that, you have to listen to four and a half episodes, exclamation mark. Also, he hates Karen Rogers like most of it, like most of us. Now, 15 underscore, if you are the author of that, Karen Rogers, you know what? I'll tell you what. I will. That is terrific. It, that is terrific. I never it had never crossed my mind to call him Karen Rogers. I've moved on. I, Karen is not part of my vernacular really, but that's exactly who he is. <laughs> it's perfect. If you got it from Twitter and you're not a comic, that's okay. It doesn't matter. I, I'll take it. Fifteen underscore is the author of Karen Rogers. He says also he hates Karen Rogers like most of us. I'm out. What more do you want? That's who I want. You call them my fan base. You call them my supporters. That's who I want in my corner. Somebody like that. Who acknowledges my dedication. Who says, who is free thinking enough to say, just listen to, you know, four and a half. Not, you don't need to do five. You don't need to do all 120, whatever of them. And you know what else? He hates Aaron Rodgers. Like most of us. And that's... That is 15 underscore versus underscore 15 saying, you know what? Joe is one of us. Listen to this podcast. It's cool enough. Come see me at the Laughing Skull Lounge this weekend and have a great weekend yourself.